Scribble notes, uh, scribble notes when I wrote these quotes If I offend, pardon me, there's more of me to grow Creative in my process, enjoy the show The will is different when you recognize the different strokes Different folks, same goals, we all want the most So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery Told them don't play with me, with or without a degree Don't question my intensity, bravery Similar to agencies that want to see you fold So just pray for me, and pray for me Einstein with my energy what's up um yeah today i definitely want to talk about uh something that really is dear to my heart and i actually care about like a couple years ago uh around this time kobe bryant passed away uh rest in peace kobe uh gg all the people who died in that in that helicopter accident but he 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 left with his he left the world with a legacy that i i wanted to explore a little bit because i'm really into uh self-help i'm really into the uh leadership i'm into just mindset and i think there's very few things out there like the mob mentality uh and i wanted to talk about it because i see a lot of people who talk about it now and post about it but i don't know if everyone really kind of recognizes what it what it is and the mob mentality uh this mentality that you won't be outworked right this mentality that you have so much control in your life you dictate life you tell life what it's gonna be um through your time through your energy through your effort through your dedication um and i loved it i remember growing up i was in high school when I first really started uh, going after it, right? I was a, a freshman in high school and I was not that great at football, right? Like I was, I was okay. I was, I could play, but I wasn't like the best, but I had a work ethic. And I remember I was looking up a ton of videos at the time of just people giving motivational speeches. And I was trying to change the trajectory of my life. I was like, I got to make it. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to take control. Um, so much of my life felt like I was out of control growing up with eye, eye problems and having eye surgeries and this and that. So I was like, I need, I need to have some control. So I started to really get into, into, into like self-help. And it was wonderful. It was amazing. And part of that journey was learning that you are in charge of you. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you decide what's important to you. No one else. No one else can tell you what to do, how to live, or or what you what you how you must live and how you must proceed through life. You do. And when I started to to really take that and run with that, I started recognizing how important it was that I took advantage of every opportunity provided to me because it stopped becoming an option. It started becoming the only thing I could do. If you're going to go through life, then you need to maximize your opportunities because you will not have these opportunities come often and they won't be here always. I remember when I was playing football as a sophomore and I was over here running up and down, uh, running run up and down hills. 
in Page Park in Bristol. Uh, and I'm running up and down hills by myself on, on Saturdays. And I remember thinking to myself, like, dang, like, I want to be the best player that's ever come through this high school. And I'm, I'm like five, five, probably a buck 60, no, a buck, buck 40 or something like that. And it, it's crazy to even think that I was a sophomore, probably 15, 16, running up and down these hills thinking I'm going to be the best player to ever play, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going to do it because that's my mindset because I got to believe in me. I got to believe in me today, every single day. And each day I would wake up. I remember the summer. The summer was like the craziest time because I remember my freshman year, my first year, I didn't play much. Uh, I didn't I didn't play much. And I was like, I wanted to play more. Um, I was disappointed because I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to. And I was like, uh, uh, you get subbed in. I'd play, but I never really was like making plays. Sophomore year came and I was like, I got to become a starter. I got to do this and that. And I had all these big, this big vision of myself. Um, part of the things I learned was like, you have to believe before anyone else does. You got to believe in you before anyone else ever does. And that's what I had. So I worked on, I worked on it all, all summer long, came into the season um, and, and then and started, started cornerback in the JV team, right? It was a huge deal for me because I go from, freshman year not getting any burn to finally coach fucking putting me in and then I was making plays and I remember being like really freaking good and being like a a dude on the JV team like I was really playing and yes JV I was young but it felt great and it felt great to win it felt great to to be out there it felt great to actually make a difference and see that I could do something with my my life, my time that was worthwhile. Well, by the time my junior year came, I was definitely a, a much better football player. Uh, I'd say by that point, I, I could have been playing on varsity, but I was only getting I was getting so little varsity time. That team was stacked that year. That's so unfortunate. But I remember going into the track season and I and I was dedicated to track more than football at the time because track you could control. It was one, it was your sport. It's all about how much effort and energy you put in, and that's how you were gonna get out. And I put my heart into it. And by the time I finished the track season, I was a I was a varsity track runner. I had been in had been an all-conference runner because our team was really good. Uh, our relay team was really good, freaking made states. It was dope. Like, it was just a great feeling, great accomplishment. F- f- senior year came, put in all the effort, all the energy, all the work, became the starting running back, um, and did it, right? Made it to the top of the mountain, uh, played great on the biggest games, and then ran track, made all conference again, made states, did some amazing stuff, right? But it was all through the mentality that you have to put the work in. What people didn't see were the days and days and weekends and nights that I would be at Page Park running up and down the hills, putting cones on the football field, running drills all summer long, spending hours and hours and hours on the track. Like I spent more time on the field than I did at home sometimes. 
And it was because the mindset was if you can if you can put the work in, then why aren't you putting work in? Kobe, Kobe had this mindset. He'd be at the gym four o'clock in the morning, getting his first shots up, finish up around six, go shower, come back to the gym at seven or eight. He'd be like, Kobe, you just put a workout in and you get another one. Because in his mind, if the person before him, if his competition was waking up at six and then going and putting up shots at seven and they shoot around for two, three hours, they finish by 10. Then if he put another workout in, right now, they have to catch him. They have to catch him time wise. He put a workout in from from four to six. That's two hours already. I'm ahead of them. Then I go get my seven to ten and I've caught them. And then after lunch, I'm going to come back, get another workout in uh, before dinner and then get a dinner workout in afterwards. And they're going to just put in two workouts today, but I put in four. And that's the mentality of someone that really wants it. Right. In business, that's how someone eats. The person that wakes up early in the morning that says, I'm not going to miss this opportunity to, to get what I want. And that is what I wanted. Right. That's why that's who I wanted to become. Along with that came leadership. Uh, the idea that you can be the head of a group, that you can be uh, directing the ship, that you can be important enough that other people follow you. Um, I had this. I had this mindset when I got to college that I was going to become a leader and it didn't take long, right? It did not take long before I was in a leadership role. And it was by far the best thing that could have happened to me because everyone looked to me for guidance. I became so used to this idea of being looked at that it became second nature it almost became a part of who I was as a personality. People used to call me Prez because I was the president of the football club team and I would make all the decisions for the club team. Uh, I remember the, the day we, I remember I was, it was like hilarious. I was telling coach, um, I was like, yeah, we got, we got named captains. And they said, oh, Jamil, you're going to be a captain. And I was like, what? I ain't, nah. I was like, not me. I don't got to be a captain, guys. I don't got to be a captain. And I remember kept saying, I don't got to be a captain. Everyone was like, no, you got to be a captain. You're the president. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I hadn't even thought of that. I just thought of myself as president. I'm part of the team. I run things, whatever. But the team is the team. They're like, nah, dude, we look to you for guidance. And it was like a, a awakening for me um, as, a, as a sophomore to say like, whoa, I have seniors on this team. I got people who, who, who are much better than me, but they still look at me as a leader. And leadership in so many ways uh, is a burden that some people don't want to carry, right? Leadership can make you afraid when people look to you for guidance over other people. It can make you afraid. It can be scary, but it's also empowering to know that there are those who look at you for your, for your vision, those that turn to you when times get hard, those that, that see how you carry yourself and think that's how I'm going to carry myself, those that are inspired by you. So as, as life continued, right, having that mindset of being a leader, having that mindset of being uh being someone that people can trust, that people can look to, it led me to other places. Now, in your own life, when you're looking at 
am I a leader or I'm not a leader? Let's go with that. I'm not a leader because fuck it. Not everyone's a leader, right? Wrong. Everyone's a leader in their lives. And it doesn't mean that you have to be this overbearing figure, right? Sometimes you can be a silent leader. Some of the best leaders are silent leaders. Leaders that put in work, that show through effort and energy more than they ever do through speech. And those people lead by example, right? They sit you down, they show you what it is, and then they go after it. They might have all the fears in the world, but they still show you belief. They show you hunger. They show you resolve. And that goes a long way. Because not all of us are meant for the big, bright stage, right? We're not all playing in the Super Bowl like Tom Brady, right? Like, that's not us. That's not everybody, which is fine. And he's a leader in his own right. But we all can be leaders in our home, right? Saying, you know what? Someone's got to talk to, someone's got to talk to Jill. I'm going to talk to Jill. You know, like someone's got to do it. It'll be me. Like, we can be leaders like that. Like, that's not, that's not anything to diminish. Like, that is huge. Because we need leaders in everywhere. We need leaders to, to talk to a coworker for us. We need someone that's willing to, to step up when someone's sick. We need people who are willing to, to try and fail and be okay with it. That's a leader. Uh, I, I've talked to a lot of people on the pod, right? And it's always been inspiring to, to listen to them tell their story about how they got involved with writing or how they became creative and how they got the YouTube channel going because at some point they had to take a risk. At some point they had to say, I'm going to do this even if other people think this won't work or I'm going to do this despite what other people think. I'm going to write a book and publish it. That takes balls. Yeah. Like that's crazy. It, if, if you tell people, when I tell people, I'm like, yo, you should write a book. Everyone goes, nah, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. Everyone, everyone says it, right? Everyone's like, nah. And you know why? It's because you have to have a certain level of belief in yourself to put yourself out there, to put your thoughts on paper, to be criticized by strangers, by friends, by people you know, to have your heart be in words and to let other people, to let other people judge you that's why i take leadership because it's like i'm gonna put myself out there and see what people think i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be sad if people don't like it i'm just gonna improve right again and try to put out something better so so it takes all of us right it takes all of us to make this difference it takes all of us to understand that leadership isn't one note it takes all of us and the reason why i say that is because if we all don't recognize that then we all diminish what leadership truly is it's it's this universal connection that we have with others i think kobe was a dope leader because his mindset inspired hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people to go pursue their dream, to go pursue their mission, to say, look, I'm not the best right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean I won't be the best one day. 
I don't have to be great today to say I'll be great tomorrow, right? Like I just have to put the work in and the things I got to improve on, I'll improve. That's, that's powerful. That is the mama mentality to say like, Hey, I, I, I listen to Eric Thomas a lot. He says like to be able at any moment to sacrifice what you are for who you will become. Right. Like I'm, I'm going to do that at any moment. Say, this is over. I'm not going to be this person anymore. Let me go after this. Yeah. Is that the nicest thing to do to, to the people around you? Does it, does it feel great to them? Not always. But does it matter? Does it matter that you can, that you can say, this is not for me anymore? That you can say, this, this direction I'm heading down in life is not where I want to, to be. Does that matter? Yes, that does matter. To be able to, to, to change your life with a decision. We got to stop being afraid. Like, fuck it, yo. We got to stop being afraid as people and start going after the shit that we want and, and stop thinking that we, that we have to behave or be a certain way because that's what works. We got to stop thinking that. We got to stop being that way. We got to start changing our mindsets to chasing our dreams and saying, you know what, let's go after the things we really want in life so that we don't have to sit back 60 years from now and wish that we did the thing that we've been wanting to do. Let's stop having the mindset that this isn't meant for me. And let's just start going after shit because we all want to be happy at the end of the day. So let's go be happy. Go chase your dreams. Like, why not you? Why not you? It doesn't make sense. Like, if you keep telling yourself no, then it won't be. And yeah, I sound like I'm on my soapbox right now because I am. It's like, go after the shit you want in life. We sit back every single day and we'll be disappointed because we didn't do the thing we wanted to do. You want to lose weight? Go lose weight. I did. One day I woke up and said, I'm going to lose weight. And from that day on, I started losing weight. Every single fucking day, I put in the work and lost weight. Was it hard? Yes. Did it suck? Yes. Was it very difficult to continue to be motivated? Yes. Did I get through it? Yes. Five months later, I'm sitting in my house as a better person than I was uh, before. That's all it is. It's a mindset. It's I'm going after it and I'm not going to stop till I get it. And no matter what anyone else tells me or anyone else says, it's not going to matter. It don't it doesn't count. Their opinion doesn't count. It's that great phrase, right? It is not the critic who counts, nor the one who points out where the strong man may have stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done it better. It's the man that's actually in the arena, right? The person actually in the arena that counts. So put the work in. It's like, damn, we want leaders out here. And leaders can be any form. We want people who are going to put the work in, people who are going to show up, people who are going to do their damn thing. And then guess what? We'll have a better world. Because then we won't have people who are sitting back wondering what if. Wondering, hey, if I tried that, would it have worked? 
maybe if I pursued my dreams, I'd be happy. We don't need those people in the world. We need people to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not happy right now. Let me go pursue that dream. Let me start building this business on the side. Oh, but I'm not going to be successful in the beginning. You don't got to be successful. It could be two, three, four, five, 17 fucking years before you take off. But wait until you do, man. With that being said, thank y'all for listening. Scribble notes, uh, scribble notes when I wrote these quotes. If I offend, pardon me, there's more of me to grow. Creative in my process, enjoy the show. The will is different when you recognize the different strokes. Different folks, same goals, we all want the most. So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast. The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery. Told them don't play with me. With or without a degree, don't question my intensity. Bravery, similar to agencies that want to see you fold. So just pray for me and pray for me. I ain't starting with my